Welcome to this week's episode of Free, Free Advice. Advice. This is Rob Zaleski. And Morgan Beard. Hey, hey. What is up this week? They're not going to respond. Are you talking to me or our yeah, listeners? Yeah, always talking to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, you were talking to the listeners, though, right? Because you don't I mean, need to tell me this is Free Advice. I know why I'm here. <laughs> That's a good point. Do I look like a confused amnesia patient? <laughs> Do I Should look I like, answer that? Do I look like Matt Damon in the Bourne series? <laughs> I've never seen a single well, the, one. Well, let me explain the premise. He wakes up and doesn't know Take what the fuck is going on. a few minutes. <laughs> no, that's enough. He, he has this wallet and he's like, oh, this is a picture of me, but I don't know this name. Who is this person? Oh, wow. Yeah. No, you look like Rob Zaleski. You look like the co-host of Free Advice. You look Thank like you. you know what you're doing. I've gotten you Zac up- Efron before. <laughs> In the context of this podcast? <laughs> no, just people. One of the lunch ladies at Duke told me that. Really? <laughs> I suppose it's not just lunch, but you know, what do you call those people? Cafeteria <laughs> servants? Servants probably isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> <Servants>. <laughs> I was about to say servants is a little Slavic. <laughs> it's not. You mean slave-like? Slave-like. <laughs> no. The um, supper slaves? <laughs> <laughs> the breakfast biddies. <laughs> Food fuckos. <laughs> I would say cafeteria workers. Cafeteria workers. Because lunch ladies, again, is that's a gendered expression. Yeah. Well, it was a woman, so. <laughs> <laughs> what would you? It's like lunch ladies like, and lunch lads. Yeah. Lunch laddies. <laughs> Just be one a, more D. That's a it. proper woman or an Irish man. <laughs> That's your options if you if you serve food in the middle of the day. <laughs> what if you serve food at night? So, like, that's it. Uh, then we have to come up with a whole new thing, and it's yeah. not going to top what we just did. So yeah, I'm yeah. not going to finish the story because that was no, more no, no. fun than what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. yeah so. I mean, I think you can, you know when you got to abandon it and mm-hmm. move on to the next no, thing. You always got to be hopping on to the best train, the fastest train. Well, let me make a point going. about Please. something deep and philosophical that uses this joke. It's not Absolutely. about the destination. It's about the journey. Fantastic. And for us, that journey was coming up with those alternate names for lunch lady. <laughs> not about hearing about the time someone said that I look right, like Zac Efron. Right. It's well, not really that interesting. It became the new de- destination. Yeah, exactly. There's a plane. I don't know if you guys Speaking can hear of destinations, somebody of headed to LAX for right now. <laughs> and possibly away from LAX. Who knows? Yeah. Where do you think they're going? It sounded like it was headed west to me. <laughs> Well, just judging. Even there's which there's way is the west? sun. Yeah, I'm seeing the sun reflected under that. So oh my God. sun's setting over there. Wow, west. Rob, if you want to be lost in the woods, you want to be lost in the woods with Rob because he during knows the daytime. Where the sun sure, is. if it's night and the stars are out, I can point you to the North Star. Here's really? a little free advice. Yeah, uh, find the Big Dipper and uh. then imagine that you're flapping a flapjack out of the front of the pan. Those two stars that uh, make the front of the pan face, what it yeah. would flip off of, yeah. those point to the North Star. Wow, fascinating. Yeah. If you can only see one dipper, how do you know if it's the bigger one? You're not going to find the little dipper. The little dipper is tiny. What? Little dipper is a little guy. Really? Big dipper is big. Here's something interesting <laughs> I found out. Uh, two uh, major world cultures both independently decided that, that was a bear. Um, the Native Americans and the uh, – who the fuck did the original constellations, the Greeks or the Romans? Um, wow. I learned this as a kid. 
And I was like, oh, then that really, if, if they independently decided that was a bear, then that's a bear. Like if somebody just yeah. says, oh, that one up there is a, a scorpion or whatever, then that's not, that's just something that they thought. But yeah. if different societies that never had contact with each other, both said that something's yeah. a bear, it's a bear. Do you think that's sort of like a collective unconscious thing? Yeah. And the prevalence of bears across multiple contents, <laughs> continents, you know, like if they're <laughs> and just like everybody likes bears. <laughs> it's not like all civilizations are going to find a kangaroo in the sky. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? that's totally accurate. So you, both are necessary, but. And existed in both geological regions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Where do we go from here? What's the next destination? Mm, uh, do you know any Native American myths? Uh, no, I, I know the story though about, um, it's like a father or a grandfather or something, some like, you know, male figure in the family Good. talking to the son, um, and tells a story about, uh, how each of us, uh, our internal landscape is like two wolves and, you know, they're both hungry and you can only feed one of them and no, this is totally wrong. I'm I'm, really, I'm along it. for the ride. I blew it though. I really blew Did it. Did you? Really there was a big reveal it. that you've already. Yes. Okay, tell me about it. Anyway, the point is, how, which wolf wins? They're they're fighting or something. Which one wins? The boy asks, and the father or grandfather says, whichever one you feed. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is that whatever thoughts or behaviors you strengthen by giving attention to them that will become more of a presence in your life or whatever hobby you cultivate or, you know, whatever it is. It's, there's no, the way that the prophecy unfolds is determined by you. It's not, you know, oh, it's always the good wolf. It's always the bad wolf. It's um, whichever one you feed, mm -hmm. whichever one you give your attention, um, your time. That's great. I know. I love it. And I'm so fucking mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> for spoiling the feeding part right in the middle. You want to stew about it? No. Okay. Not then really. Let's move on. So the word stew, I want to stew about the word stew, though. Do it. Um, there was this nasty fucking mixture that my grandmother would make for everybody, and it was just basically like brown mush, mm. and it was stew. And it was just like a bunch of vegetables like blended together, and she would make these giant batches and then like pour them into Ziploc, separate Ziploc bags to distribute amongst all of her children Looks, to feed delicious. the family. Yeah. Oh God, no. Um, and <laughs> so she would just hand us all these like solid Ziploc baggies of just like brown fluid that's just indistinguishable. Like there are no parts left. It's all blended all the way through. I understand what you're implying that it looks yes, like. Yes, it looked and like I, shit. I, I want to remind you that a lot of our listeners are having dinner right now with their families. They just it sat down. It looks like doo-doo. Sink it in. Listen, a lot of the <laughs> homemakers, of whether they're male or female, uh, who are listening to this podcast right now with their five or one six children, yeah. they spent, <laughs> since 3 p.m., they've been working on that tuna casserole that they just fed to the family, okay? And you're going to sit here and talk about what, what, what did you say? Stew. Yeah, yeah, but poo stew. Poo stew. Come on. Poo stew on you. <clears throat> <laughs> Just a dissatisfied grump. I almost said grundle instead of grumble. <laughs> Talk about a dissatisfied grundle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever wearing football pants? 
<laughs> tell you what. Boy, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. We used to have a bus driver. Uh-huh. Uh, rest in peace. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, He's I, dead I, or you used to have a bus driver? Like the bus we, driver no longer exists at all or just in your internal world of the story? He's dead. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes. Rest in peace. Yes. Um, his name was Rose Papa. He was beloved. And uh, he used to say, boy, I'll tell you what, at the end of his whenever he was saying <laughs> that was it. he would say like that Dale Earnhardt boy I'll tell you what and then he wouldn't tell you yeah, what yeah. but he would, the future tense leads you to believe yeah. he's gonna say something else yeah he promised to days. tell you what but it seems rude of him that Dale Earnhardt do you think <laughs> do you think his gravestone just says boy I'll tell you what and that's it I'll never tell I think him. it just says what <laughs> yeah what period I'm done. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. Riveting. Yeah. What do you think? Should we take some advice? Are we done bantering? Um, I do have a topic about gross foods. I would love to hear it. I mean, I know I'm the one. This is a little hypocritical because of what I just said about their eating dinner. I read a Reddit <laughs> argument. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a subreddit called Am I the Asshole? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People post something they did and they ask like, for judgment from other people. Yeah. There's this guy in college, okay? Uh-huh. And he does meal prep. So he makes like a week's worth of food, seals it off into Tupperware. Uh-huh. And his one housemate keeps eating it and denying that they're eating it. So what? Jesus. It's, I know. So he jizzes in some of the food. Oh. <laughs> I also have a story now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this got into a whole, the, the comments got deleted. And then the next day there was another discussion thread about like, People's reactions to oh, it, whether this Lord. was sexual assault or not, yeah. whether this is legal. I think it's so complicated. And <laughs> so they're marking the food for them. Essentially, okay, so some people say it's entrapment. Um, that if you suspect that somebody's doing something like that, then you're like, it would it would be wrong if he was poisoning it. Sure. But this isn't technically poison. And so I looked up, right. can you get like an STD? Is there any hazard from this? Yeah. And you also kind of then have to say, if you can't do this, you can't then just jizz in your own food. Right. No, that's the thing. It's like you're allowed to do whatever, do whatever you, you want in your own, own food. food. Yeah, if you want to spit in your own food, that's fine. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Like I could imagine <laughs> in LA especially, like yeah. there being like a health trend of like, you know how you can give yourself extra vitality <laughs> right. throughout the day. Jizz in your own food. <laughs> right. um, yeah. No, I think it's totally fine. Especially if really? you've already asked the guy... You're not eating it my was, food. It's also you're not eating my food. Female okay, housemate. Okay, fine. I don't care what it's, gender. Okay, some people. They, I mean, that makes it a little bit it. more uh, emotionally like. Ugh. No, I don't care. You don't think so? No, I don't care. For at all. me, that makes it like just an ickier situation. I mean, of course it's icky, but yeah. like, you, I, to me, if the person had not given them a chance to own up to it, it would have been different. That's to me where the difference. Is. Oh, if you just started doing it because you yes. suspected them and. Yeah. Yeah, and if it was a miscommunication, she said they were clearly marked, like it said, please do not eat. It yeah. had labels with their name on it. And uh, she? They, no, the man oh, okay. who was making the food, okay. and that they yeah. found uh, the Tupperware like in the backseat of their housemate's car once and left in their room. So they were like, it's clearly this person. And every time I've confronted them about it, they deny it and say that, that I'm crazy for Yeah, the, fuck them, it. in my opinion. You know what? The other thing is, <laughs> well, <laughs> I. <laughs> could okay. you go too far with the fuck them philosophy, though? Like, is there yes, something you could course. do? Yes, of course. What is that line for you? Shitting in the food. 
Okay, because that could hurt them more? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that could make them sick. Yeah. But, like, guys, like, we swallow gum all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest with ourselves. Um, Everybody, it's just us here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's their food. They can do whatever they want with it. And as someone who really struggles to prepare food for myself mm-hmm. – Like, that would be a a trauma. Mm -hmm. Like, it would be so much effort for me. It's so much effort for me to make food. And to be doing it repeatedly and be thoughtfully meal prepping. And then some fuckhead is just going in there, doing it, denying it. Getting off scot-free, not anymore. So then, the other part of the discussion Mm -hmm. is, uh, do you reveal it to the roommate, the housemate, that then eats the food? And if so, how? (sighs) I think the best suggestion was to tell the housemate, as if you th- suspected somebody else was eating it and be like, hey, check this out. Look what I did. <laughs> Look what I did to Gary. <laughs> and then like try and get them to laugh with yeah. you about it. Yeah. But I think that having already confronted them about it means that they would know that you suspected them. I would Yeah. Um, do what I just told you, which is talk to them about the health benefits of doing it mm-hmm. and how you've been jizzing in your food it. yeah. and it's been great. <laughs> but okay, now, so- You're I'm noticing sorry, all you... kinds of benefits now. Yeah. Like yeah, the... yeah, yeah, yeah. And just make up a bunch of- mm-hmm. <laughs> symptoms that are now cleared up it, it healed my dandruff <laughs> okay um so the story that i have yeah. is uh and this one i think is more morally dubious um oh good in my uh co-ed fraternity in college um maxwell house good i'm uh, glad you named it we <laughs> Thank I was you. going to. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. you were? I loved being <laughs> as soon in Maxwell's. As soon I thought of it. Okay. Oh, it was great. Anyway. Um, Named after the coffee, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, actually, I don't know if we were. We may have had some other origin story. But hmm. now, you know, we had we were aware of the, you know. Sure. Double meaning. Yeah. But, or maybe single meaning. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, our motto was Bebo Ergo Sum. I drink, therefore I am. Which... Mm. You know, it's funny and problematic, all wrapped into one. Um, but it's Latin, so it's cute. Um, we had uh, this like kid in our class. Okay. What's yeah. up? Like imbibe. I'm learning the Latin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, we had this kid in our class who was, like, notorious for kind of, like, maybe mooching food, but also just kind of eating whatever was around in the, mm-hmm. um, like, the common room where everyone hung out. And so this was a pattern that was picked up on by everyone. And probably there was some frustration or wanting a sense of wanting him to like have maybe a uh, moment of confronting this behavior. But instead, they decided that one of our other friends was going to with this uh, was going to take like a the last slice of pizza Mm -hmm. in the box and lift up the cheese Mm -hmm. and jizz underneath the cheese Mm -hmm. and then put the cheese back and then leave the slice out. Of course, you know, our friend comes in, eats it. I don't remember when they told him. It was later, I think. Um, But that always seemed a little too far to me. I mean, hilarious college story. Great. Ha ha. But, you know, that person also was not expecting to eat jizz. And, Really, like, right. wasn't necessarily doing that, anything. That doesn't wrong. sound as bad, unless it was like marked and sealed. Just a no, pizza. no, no. It was just like, just ha ha, fuck you. Out. It was just yeah. like a ha ha, fuck you. Yeah, that doesn't seem like 
a necessary revenge for oh no no somebody's. and it wasn't really revenge it was yeah just a prank it's kind of just a prank okay yeah i think that was too far it's worse yeah Do you think it's, <laughs> it's definitely worse. okay here's a situation <laughs> say you wanted to tone it down a little bit is it worse to jizz in their food and not tell them or not jizz in their food and tell them oh thank oh you. fascinating thank you for that vocal reaction <laughs> clearly that's approval for my dilemma that i've just pretended <laughs> to what is the question is, would I rather receive, like, which end of this am I on deciding? I or guess which is, more which is worse for the victim. I think it's being told and being told is worse than doing it and not knowing. Yeah, I think so, too. Because you don't have anything. to have that repulsion experience mm -hmm. later. Like, it would be like brushing your teeth and then finding out your toothbrush was in the, someone knocked it into the toilet and put it back mm -hmm. in the thing. Yeah, it's probably. So I would never want to know at that point if yeah. I've already used it. Right. Because then it just gives me like a right, for right. no reason. Because it's already happened to mm -hmm. me. And the sickness might just be like because of the it's suggestion. Yeah. yeah. You can oh. make somebody sick just by telling them that that happened and it didn't even really happen. Yes. Yeah. It's like thinking about, oh, my God, we swallow whatever number of spiders a year while we sleep. It's like that just it's, makes it harder for you to go to sleep. Yeah. It's eight per hour. I've looked it up. Eight per hour? Eight per hour. Yeah. It's a, a full night's sleep. You get about 64 spiders. That what? Well, uh, yeah. No. For uh, for many. It was many like eight a year. No, you know how um, a lot of like jihadists think <laughs> that the most honorable way to die is by like taking down the infidels. Well, uh. for spiders, getting into Valhalla is like if you can die honorably by getting swallowed by a sleeping person. How many virgin spiders are in my stomach already? Um, seventy-two, 72 times, times eight. eight. <laughs> <laughs> No more math on this podcast. Yeah. If only we were better mental mathsters, we could have really done that. I'm okay What's with that? the level uh, of mathster I'm at, 56, which is pretty much calculating the tip. Uh, 576. Just the tip. So should we uh, take some advice? Oh, yeah. Let's do some uh, advice. <laughs> We just stared at each other for like 30 seconds. Well, we we'll both, probably cut it we out. We both gave our punchlines at the same, at the same time. time. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to impress people that I did the mental math and you were trying and to And I was just saying just the tip. Yeah, and yeah. I just, yeah. And so, hey, good timing. Mm -hmm. um, BJ Black Belt, spelled B-J-B-L-K, so I'm assuming BJ Black Belt. You know, it's like when you're trying to decipher someone's vanity tag and yeah. you're like, what are they thinking it means when it's like, merp first? Night? You're like, hm, hm. like which vowels are they missing? Yeah. B Pretty sure it's B not belk belt. BJJ is Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so it could be that they're referencing that. Okay, well, it's B-J-B-L-K-B-E-L-T, all caps. BJ Black Belt is okay. what I'm calling them. Um, asks, should I date my weed dealer? I've had a really tough time with dating. I had a really bad breakup about seven months ago, which mm -hmm. resulted in not only the breakup, my ex moved into the room I had just gotten evicted from because I had just gotten fired from my job and couldn't afford rent. Long story short, I have not wanted to date anyone, dot, dot, dot. But recently, I've been feeling some type of way about my weed dealer. His English isn't that great, mm -hmm. but I can tell he's got jokes. He's a little shy. <laughs> he's not my usual type. Super big muscles. Wait, I, I can't tell if they're saying my usual type is super big muscles or he's not my usual type because he has super big muscles. But anyway, uh, we had a... I can answer that. Finish the question. Okay. I'll tell you. Uh, he's not my usual type, comma, super big muscles, comma. So that's her usual type, I assume. She. We had a sesh and made out a bit on the weekend. He's clean cut, super cute, super polite. Total Asian muscle babe. Oh, yeah. Okay. So 
Super Bowl. That's what I was going to tell you. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's so hot. And he also has some really good shit. I want to kiss him and do sex stuff. Okay. Don't we all? Um, but I also don't want to have to find a new guy. I live in a nanny state, so it's really difficult to find good stuff. If we don't work out, I don't want to have to find a new dealer. What do I do? Help! Mm. Mm. Yeah, okay. So uh, the general dilemma here is you have uh, some type of a business relationship or some other (laughs) functional purpose that is served by this person in your life. Right. And then you're considering making things sexual or romantic, and you worry that you're going to have to sacrifice that uh, other positive quality of the relationship. They did make out a little already. They already made out. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they're asking, should I date them? Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this, uh, plays into a conversation about having one size fits all dating. Mm. Like if you just have a program that you run where it's like, all right, here's a person and I'm going to slide them into the dating box and then here are my expectations (laughs) for that. Exactly. (laughs) Engage. Yeah, exactly. Let's like put that disc into the uh, floppy drive. (laughs) Yeah. We're so good at computers, Morgan. And sex. Do a spinoff computer podcast. (laughs) Called sex Sex stuff and tech stuff. (laughs) What did your? What was your joke? Sex bot. It was very simple. Um, Okay, I would recommend having a uh, one size fits all dating category. Like, if you're interested in this guy, yeah, then figure out what type of way of relating works for the two of you. Yeah. Maybe that will be activities you've never done with anybody else before. Maybe it'll be types of conversation topics or means of communicating, frequency of hanging out that is novel to you, but that happens to work for what you want and what this guy wants. And so break out of your normal repertoire. Is that what you're saying? If you are not uh, confined by the normal, uh-huh. by your standard, then uh-huh. you can have a suitable relationship with this person. Right. Right. Given the circumstances that you explained about how they sell you weed, and maybe that means that you want a little more distance, but you want to be able to make out and do sex stuff on the couch with them from time to time. Yeah. If you want to do it more frequently, then maybe you have another conversation about like, hey, here are my other requests in order for us to be able to do this more frequently and for me to be comfortable with it. Like, Yeah. Yeah. So I think that like kind of the gist of what Rob is saying, um, as with any relationship that you embark on, it's smart to have a conversation before things get too entangled about everyone's expectations and setting boundaries for what's what do we want to be part of this relationship and what do we want to keep out of the relationship for now, given that we're trying to do this slightly more complicated than standard type of relationship where we have two roles in each other's lives. Um, and I think this is... Uh, although it's primarily kind of borrowed from people that are trying to do more complicated types of relationship dynamics, like open relationships, polyamorous, all that stuff, I think that it's smart for anyone to do because, um, you know, as I've found out in relationships, not everyone has the same idea of what is even just dating monogamously. Sure. Um, so I think that's good advice for anyone is to be thoughtful about what do you want this relationship to look like. Um, and what and then do you not having, want it to look like is often an easy right. starting point for totally. a lot of people because they have more familiarity with that. Like yeah. you were talking about, this is our, our question asker, mm-hmm. that bad relationship where your ex ended up living in your room. And, yeah. You know, 
figure out what were the traits about them or the ways that you two interacted that you don't want and ask for a relationship that doesn't have those things. Yeah, totally. Um, I have, I was, I had something else. In it's there. cool. It was an awesome point. I can imagine you being breathtaking. I was about to say something so good and it was going to really validate oh, everything. I'll get my breath ready. My whole ego. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'll get my breath ready. Yeah. Take some extra You can breaths. take it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that that kind of boundary setting is, uh, and, and definition creating is really important. Um, I, I just don't have more to say about it than that, I guess. Um, but there are some other, yeah, there are some ele other elements to it. Like, I wonder if, you know, what, did you have any kind of boundary setting uh, conversations with the ex who you guys had a bad breakup and, um, you know, having some of those living situation challenges. You know, I wonder if some of what made that re relationship more difficult, I remember now what I was going to say, I'll fold it in, um, was, you know, perhaps not upholding a boundary or several that maybe that you wish that you had. And maybe you didn't, because you had sort of made this implicit agreement with this person, um, maybe it felt weird to kind of put a boundary in place once there was already this particular type of dynamic. Like I think what I, I guess what I'm alluding to is it's it's easier to try to set boundaries in the beginning and then stick to them rather than not talk about it, giving this false impression that anything goes and the person maybe expects like, well, I can just move in with you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then having to feel like, oh, how do I regain that ground since that's this person's expectation of what a relationship is and, and maybe this is my expectation. Um, but the other thing I think to having uh, – I, I, struggle, I hate to use the word successful, but um, a, a relationship that's perhaps more uh, satisfying is being able to recognize when old boundaries don't serve you anymore and flexibly um, approaching rediscussing certain things as the relationship progresses and new elements emerge. Like I can imagine, um, you know, if you ended up dating your weed dealer at the beginning, you might want to have sort of stricter, harsher boundaries, like Rob said, in order to preserve the uh, exchange of goods, say. Um, but if you guys got closer and more intimate, some of those might feel a little too clunky or overbearing. You might need to rediscuss like, okay, now I think we can see each other on Saturdays or, you know, call each other to say goodnight, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. It's just random examples. Um, I want to caution if you feel you're depend <clears throat> dependent or addicted to weed, that mm. uh, there may be a power imbalance That's important. if this is your only source of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I would advise against it. I would advise against dating this person because mm -hmm. you may make concessions in the relationship that you would otherwise not uh, be okay with because this person is your only means of accessing the thing that is your, uh, whatever your mm -hmm. security blanket or however, whatever it serves for you. If it yeah. feels like something that you need, then uh, it's probably a bad idea to date this person because they hold that power and then you're not going to have a very equal relationship or one that, you know, mm -hmm. you have like fewer bargaining chips, essentially. Sure. Um, I mean, I thought you were going a different direction with that, which is... Mm -hmm. You know, if you feel that you have an addiction to the substance that you maybe wouldn't want to build it into your life 
more oh. by dating that person. I, I would so again, so that's great advice for that sure. half. Yeah, with but any other, substance like yeah. this, there it, there's a potential for abuse, and they're not asking for advice on that. But no. um, if you think you have a problem, then seek resources for help with that. Yeah, I suppose that that yeah. sounds obvious to me, but to a lot of people, yeah. It's not. But I think that like when we go into these topics, mm-hmm. I think it's important to say as much as we can think to say to do a comprehensive sure. kind of guide. Because the other thing is like, we're also talking to people that aren't just this person. You know, we're also talking to other yeah. people that are pot smokers and drug users of all kinds. And yeah, and I make think- out sesh havers and <laughs> sex stuff doers. <laughs> Asian muscle men. <laughs> it's our biggest demographic. You check the stats. <laughs> but we, we knocked everybody off who was under four foot 11 last time. So we're narrowing actually. <laughs> um, but anyway. Are you saying... Asian people are short? Is that what you're no, no. I was just okay. talking demos in general because okay. I made that comment about how I said I probably wouldn't okay. date anyone who was under 4'11". Oh, and you yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. there goes that, all of our listenership. Mm-hmm. Um, Good callback. Thank you. Only seems I'm really racist glad to you. the casual listener. <laughs> Only seems racist to a casual. <laughs> the diehards will know that the, you're pure of heart. <laughs> the diehards will actually know that <laughs> I've made woke. many racist jokes. <laughs> that's like, Everyone will be very that's your upset. Forte. It's your signature it's, move. <laughs> oh God, I don't want that to be my signature. I have a problem. Is basically what I'm saying. I'm coming clean. Um, anyway, <laughs> what I wanted to say about uh, any kind of addiction, mm-hmm. um, since we're on the topic, especially with something that, so weed in general. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we live in California, so weed is legal in our state now. So not we're not in, in the state. same. What? Not a nanny state, according not to their terminology. State. Right. So, um, I haven't heard that before. Is that I hadn't like either. a U.S. state where I assume that they're just the harsh laws on it? Or it could be that they're talking about they're like, Britain. Honey, don't use that. Sounds like a British thing. This person could be British. It's possible. I don't think we're going to give them different, worse advice because of it. Yeah. Like right. we're going to give it, we're still bringing our A game. You're right. You're right. Um, anyway, so, um, <laughs> with something like weed where, now it's legal and so access to it in some places has sort of like blown up because you know i'm imagining we're not just talking to this nanny state person we're also talking to okay. our, our california brethren um sure you know it, it brings the term addiction to a different lens and i think you know i've been in this space and i know other of my peers have been as well is like okay now that this thing is permissible by law how do i police it in myself and and how do I know how do I take personal responsibility for like what is too much of it for me sure and how do I define my standard of like what is the right amount of usage um and so I just want to say like that's another conversation where it could be helpful to set a boundary ahead of time with yourself mm-hmm. and do sort of an honest assessment of you know either what kinds of contexts feel like times you if you were thinking about okay being my best self, do I want to use, maybe I don't want to use weed when I'm alone, or maybe I don't want to use weed with people. It all depends on how it affects you personally. Mm-hmm. Um, or do I not want to use weed a certain number of times a week or a certain number of times a day or a month? Um, playing with what feels like the right amount of usage. Um, a little bit of a tangent, but I, I wanted to put that in there. Sure. I'll second that. And yeah. uh, I think that uh, it, the context is more important than the times per week, Mm. like your relationship to it, what problems it solves for you is Mm. more important than the, you know, the amount. 
yeah. in terms of grams yeah. or, or frequency or whatever you're going to measure yeah. that by. Yeah. Like. So sometimes you can uh, choose a substance for what it helps you lean into more of, or sometimes you choose a substance for, you know, like what does it help you avoid or, or do less of? I mean, that's just one possible lens through which to mm-hmm. view it. And so I think that perhaps before you indulge in a substance where you may be doing either one of those things to a quote unquote harmful extent, just ask yourself, um, like for me, sometimes I, I do it to kind of, uh, turn off a certain type of like self-critical voice, like something left brained that's kind Mm -hmm. of nipping at me. And I get tired of hearing that voice, you know, with a certain amount of frequency. And so I know that if I smoke some weed, it will calm that down and I'll be able to have a different type of experience. I do a new thing where when I notice having a desire to smoke weed, I'll sort of do a little bit of an inventory with myself of like, okay, is there something that I'm avoiding? Am I exhausted by this certain voice in my head? Just getting some clarity on what's my motivation and then kind of working with that. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, if I know that I'm doing it to achieve this, let me try one other thing I can, let me try like putting one thing in between me and doing this activity and just seeing how I feel after that. And if I still, after meditating or journaling, for example, once I've, you know, faced my emotions head on and then I go into the activity, I can, I still permit myself to do it, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, You're reassuring yourself it's not a form of avoidance of confronting something that you think could be important for you to understand or fully deal with. I just ask myself, what would it be like if I stretched into my ability to do this thing a little bit and then I indulge in the mm-hmm. substance? It's, you know, it's sort of like, okay, eat your veggies and then you can have yeah. dessert kind of yeah. thing. Parent, little self-parenting techniques that that I find helpful. Mm. Um, but anyway, back to the specific question. This person, yeah, doesn't seem like they uh, no. think that they have a problem with that. Their, their question is about whether to date their mm-hmm. dealer. Yeah. So I think what you were saying is like this... Uh, BJ Black Belt needs to decide how important is preserving this particular source of getting weed. Yeah. Um, and adding on from there, okay, what are the what are the risks I'm willing to take? Mm-hmm. What are the risks I'm willing to take? Um, or what's the percentage of risk that I'm willing to take in terms of because uh, any relationship you embark on, of course, is a risk. Um, once feelings are involved in that way, it's uh, much easier to slip into territory that uh, can have adverse really, uh, you know, impacts on the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, what boundaries will help sort of minimize the risk, maximize the reward of occupying these two roles in a relationship, which could of course go great. Do you have any suggestions for specific ones? Uh, specific boundaries that yeah, I think would be this. good? Um, I, w- I would uh, think about what are the behaviors that kind of surround you purchasing from this person? Yeah. Like what days? Are you okay with them making a profit off of you if you're intimately mm. involved? Or does that, do you need to get a wholesale price all of a sudden? Right. Yeah. Well, then that's a question to ask them about what are their boundaries too? Because mm. I mean, probably the weed dealer isn't going to want to feel like they're losing business. losing business. But maybe, I mean- Maybe it's a worthwhile. Who knows? Sometimes if you start dating a customer and it's just a loss you take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a really smart idea mm-hmm. to have that conversation about is anyone being exploited here and how mm-hmm. do we kind of try to avoid that 
territory. Um, Another specific uh, roadblock in this is that their English isn't great. It seems like that they yeah. probably got jokes, but their English uh, isn't mm-hmm. on the same level. So some of this communication could be tough. Yeah. It might be a motivating factor to keep this relationship more shallow, mm-hmm. um, more surface level. You know, you can laugh together, you can come together, but maybe you don't cry <laughs> together. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, you know, the big three <laughs> that relationships are, are meant to be able to help you handle. You maybe only yeah. get two out of the three with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Clean cuts of your plate. I want to kiss him and do sex stuff, but I don't want to have to find a new guy. Okay, so maybe it is something that's more physical and sexual than it is emotional. Because mm-hmm. that has the potential to cut off some of the potentially, you know, more dangerous for the relationship kind of things. But, of course, once you once you get physical intimacy involved and you got that oxytocin, you got that dopamine, mm-hmm. feelings can easily get involved for one or both parties. And then especially if it's like we're not – neither of us are supposed to catch feelings and one person does, then it's – then it can create a lot of distance because it's this like, oh shit, I can't tell them this is happening. And, and then it creates this wedge that can really easily kind of infect the dynamic in both roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically we agree it's dodgy territory and you have to decide yeah. what are your priorities. Yeah. You may want to start looking for a backup drug dealer. Yeah. I was going to suggest just buying a ton and stockpiling <laughs> it at the beginning and then <laughs> Going all in on the relationship. Smart, smart. But I realize this person probably doesn't have a lot of <gasps> surplus income to invest in inventory right now. Right? I Given mean, that they know. were just, well, they were just evicted in their oh, last boyfriend. Okay. It sounded like they lost their job. Yeah. So um, I'm not going to recommend you blow a bunch of money on weed. <laughs> um, and then go all in on a new relationship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is funny because it's like, the, the fact that this person is bringing up their past relationship and then mm-hmm. it was seven months ago, I really can't tell if they're saying it hasn't been that long or it has been that long. But the fact that they're bringing them, that person into the conversation at all gives me hasn't a sense been that, long. that there's a tinge there's, there's of stuckness. Still dealing still with some still of the, the fallout from that. So I would actually more or equally consider um, – evaluating whether you're ready to date again in general, aside from the uh, drug dealer element. you know, I And would, it's not a binary, what elements mm-hmm. of dating, like we said at the beginning, like, yeah. yeah, what do you want to do with this person? What do you not? Yeah. Start slow is probably the best recommendation for this. Yeah. Is this, is this person uh, otherwise safe and reliable? Mm-hmm. Or is their uh, illegal career choice indicative of other potential dangers mm-hmm. that you might not see coming? You mm-hmm. know, I'm glad you brought up the language it. barrier because that is, mm-hmm. you know, well, it's not necessarily a, a negative thing, but it does have implications mm-hmm. as far as like knowing how much your communication is received mm-hmm. and, and if the exchange is really like one-to-one. Of course, even when you speak the same language as someone, and especially when you get into territory where emotions are involved, there can be a lot of missed messages. Sure. Um, yeah. So tread carefully is the number one advice I would that we, I think, are saying. Like mm. Step one, tread mm. carefully. Um, evaluate your priorities in both regards. Like 
what do you want out of the relationship? How much do you care about protecting your connection to the drug availability as a safeguard? You could implement some safeguards like uh, getting a portion of weed ahead of time or, you know, you can even ask him maybe if he knows any another drug dealer mm-hmm. just in case. Because I will you date you if it. you introduce me to your competition. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, and maybe some of the boundaries you think about are, um, you know, how how many times do you see them for this purpose? How many times do you see them for that purpose? Mm-hmm. And what is the expectation as far as that, because I could see that getting kind of complicated as well. Um, and if that person, if you're on their route, is there an expectation that they're always going to stay, hang out with you for a long time? Or is he in business mode? Yeah. Um, you know, being clear about what is that investment on both sides. Um, but so I think that this is a fair <laughs> time to to bring in our a little bit of our expertise as far as uh, our relationship and navigating the different roles that we've... No, you don't want to do that. Never work for them. Never. It'll never work for them. We're superhumans. <laughs> <laughs> we have a podcast. Yeah. You can't just have one of those. You totally can. Um, obviously. So why don't you... I'm inviting I do think that it, it's just using us as a model is probably not a great... Uh, this their type of relationship, one of them not speaking the same language as well and being like a drug dealer, drug client. My expectation is that it's just not that applicable, but you were trying to say that we communicated well about, and we're able to like not ruin a friendship despite. I was going to say, what are some tips based on our trajectory moving through different roles um, that might help, these guys find more success. I'm not saying they sit back to back and write about their fears for three hours. <laughs> spoiler alert. We didn't do that. We totally did that. What's the spoiler? It's, it's, we, we did do that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that. my memory is great. It was a joke. Yeah. Uh, it good, is not a good joke. Good one. Good one. Don't say it again. Don't well, great one. <laughs> Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Babe Ruth, dead shit, pointed to the... Um, yeah. uh, it was a Reich. Huh? It was a Reich. Oh, strike. Okay. Um, what did you ask me to do? Sorry. Um, I kind of <laughs> Based on your experience. Oh yeah. What's good for them? Well, what are if, some they, tips? if they can, um, talk about what their wants are and their fears are. So for this, uh, listener for the BJ black belt, maybe you, uh, want someone to hook up with, but you fear losing your source of weed. And if you can tell this person, both of those things and let them decide. I think one of the things that we talked about was, I think we talked about this, was how would you like to be rejected mm. if that time comes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's a conversation that could be helpful. Sure. Of like, Great you know, first date topic. How do you want me to end this? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, though. If you can have that conversation with somebody and it goes yeah. well, then, hey, you guys are both. Yeah. You're set. Like, I think prepare for good things. Prepare for not as good things. Um get a sense of how this person would want you to communicate if there is a bump in the road or an obstacle, not necessarily something relationship ending, but, you know, built in checkpoints Mm -hmm. for when we talk about 
how our relationship is going, you know, things like that. I just get the feeling that they're probably not going to do this stuff. You're giving up on them already? <laughs> no, I just am anticipating that it's probably like a get high and watch cartoons and make out. I mean, they're bothering to seven. post on Reddit You're about right. It. You're right there. They're seeking okay. advice. We You're didn't right. beat this question out of anybody. No, but you know who could beat this question out of somebody? Probably this poster because they're a BJ Black Belt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, um, next is it a blowjob Black Belt? <laughs> is it a it. Blackjack Black Belt? Is I it a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? But it would be BJJ. It would just be Brazilian Jew in this case. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, you are done with this question. Why uh, are you Do you so... have more that you want no, to say? No, I just... I mean, no, not necessarily, but I, I feel like we're you... At, we're at, uh, what is this, an hour and 40 minutes that we've been talking about this uh, question now, so let's just... <laughs> <laughs> I feel I feel like right from the start of me trying to pull our relationship in, you were like... I'm resisting like a it. Big X. And well, so now I feel like you're... It's honestly, it's because dead. I think that we've been on this for a while, and yeah. I'm putting myself in their shoes, and I think that they're... It's like a simpler question than maybe they'll like that, but I imagine this person doesn't speak great English and it's not an option to do like a deep dive into emotional but, backstory. And, but let's be honest. This yeah. is our podcast. Yeah. So we can talk about whatever who we gives want. gives a shit? Like this is just a jumping off point. So sh- don't, do we not strive to always do the most comprehensive analysis we can of each question? Mm. I think that you hit an optimization point of entertainment and being thorough. And sometimes we'll disagree about where yeah. that point is. Yeah. Uh, and this may be one of those times. Yeah. I farted I so good... that it would be like a state change. Right now? I did it like 20 seconds ago when I was like, all right, moving on. Moving. And you decided <laughs> that's where we're letting go of this gas. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> She, she's gonna <laughs> smell this and subconsciously she's gonna be like all right let's move on this topic is starting to stink to me <laughs> <laughs> you were hoping i'd make like an, a subtle olfactory association people do oh that's, that's a great funny. way to trick okay some free advice that i'm gonna wedge in here. yeah <laughs> if you need to switch states um what's this called aroma conditioning um <laughs> <laughs> where you're like going from work to play or vice mm-hmm. versa is like switch the essential oil that you've got in your diffuser, you know, mm. and then you'll begin Change to change the lighting. You know, yeah. Like that. But yeah. especially smell is the closest linked mm-hmm. um, sense to memory. Your, yeah, your olfactory bulb is yeah. right up against the limbic system. Right. So. Um, so I'm wondering, though, what's the cause and what's the effect? Like, did you fart and then think, I want to escape this, let's move on, sort Ooh, of subconsciously? Hard to know. Or, right. Did I just, right. did I fart and then justify it? Or yes. did I have the justification just, and then I'm produce the gas? That. I'm guessing with, it's the first the former? one. I think it's like, you farted and then part of you was like, all right, I want to be done with this moment, let's move on to the next. But how do I know that subconsciously I didn't produce the gas because I wanted to get rid of this topic and so my body was like, here... I'll help you out. <laughs> Here's Here's, a here comes a toot. <laughs> toot. Topic change. Uh, you're going to want to back up from your mic just a little bit whenever you make that toot noise in the future. We just got dropped from iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, I had to, I wanted to just give you a little. Jesus, well, you're rowdy. Fuck you. <laughs> I just, I've, I've had undercover Damn. anger boiling since the. Um, since what? Since you didn't want to answer my question question about uh how is what tips could we give them from our relationship and then um 
Yeah. It just felt dismissive. That's what it okay. was. I felt a little dismissed. All right. Well, you Sorry. are you are dismissed. <laughs> okay. So Class should I just hand dismissed. you the question I was going to do and just walk <laughs> yeah, out of my own apartment? Like, I'll <laughs> no, read it if you want. Fuck you. Okay. Um, I love you. I know. Thanks for that. That's always the response you're hoping for. Um, Anoro, A-N-O-R-R-O, asks, need advice about my virginity, exclamation point. I love you too, by the way. I know. Okay. Didn't hurt when you said it to me. Well, yeah, because it was like the second expression. Like it was not Mm. the same exchange. Okay, the first time you're not allowed to say I know, but the second time you're allowed to say I know. Well, only because you did it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, no, I know. So Anoro, Anoro is asking us about losing their virginity? They are. But I also want to make the point that what? even though no one, whenever they say this, is actually over it, but I really, I genuinely am over You're it. Over I'm ready it? to just toot it all right out and just dive right into this question. I don't have any more toots, so this better be the last question. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to push this along. <laughs> let me, um, let me maybe swallow. I'll fart when I decided I'm done with answering this question. I'm going to swallow that? some burps and hope some get lost. <laughs> Find your way out, little guys. <laughs> Head south. It's a okay. maze down there. <laughs> um, just keep swimming, mm. Dory would say. Mm. So I'm a virgin, and I was on Grinder and Ooh. found this guy that wants to hook up with me. He wants to fuck me in his car. Is that a bad sign? I'm pretty scrawny, and he looks like a big dude. So if he tries anything, I'm fucked. What should I do? You're fucked regardless. Isn't hey. that the goal? <laughs> First of all, but I'm no, sure. but yeah, yeah, but you know what they mean. Yeah, they um, mean like screwed. <laughs> oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, I'm picking up where you're putting down. I'm smelling that fart. Okay, so I have bigger concerns. Yeah. Okay. When do you recommend a person lose their virginity on Grinder? When specifically on Grinder? Yeah. Like with the person that they met on Grinder, I don't think that the dating app component of it is not a problem. Okay, the pro- the part that's problematic for me. My concern is if this person was comfortable losing their virginity in this context without with with this little what I would call fanfare or specialness, they wouldn't have posted this question. So I think yeah, that- Yeah, you're not comfortable. I think Anoro wants their experience to be a little more- um, Special is not quite the right word, but- um, Lose your virginity with somebody who yeah. you trust your physical safety with. Oh, of course. That's, the physical safety part, of course. That's the main uh, red flag for me. Is like, mm-hmm. yeah, You don't need to be in love with the person or know them deeply, but- Make sure that you feel like if something went wrong, they would have your back and help you recover or, you know, they're not going to hurt you. That's the important thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I'm grabbing more onto the fact that this is their virginity. Because I I agree with you that if the question was just, I met someone on Grindr that wants to come in their car, should I, I'm small, they're big, they could do anything to me. That's a slightly different question than I'm considering losing my virginity this way. Yes. Because there's an emotional attachment, like culturally, potentially religious, yes. a ton of different implications. Once you've had some practice, virginity. I don't think you have to trust every partner as much as I'm recommending for this, but I think that it's an important, if, and if this, you can, yeah. lose your virginity to somebody that you trust. Totally. And, and you probably can. Yeah. And it sounds like, or what I was going to say is it, 
this is not to say that it's never safe to fuck someone bigger than you in, in a, car. a car. But since you have while they're driving specifically <laughs> from there, the backseat while they're fucking plenty you. of their, Teslas their foot is on the wheel. that have very sophisticated autopilot features that are specifically designed for you to butt fuck in. <laughs> Um, Elon Musk demos it in one of the new ads. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it, it just sounds to me like you have s- maybe a one out of 10 emotional investment, mm-hmm. but and some type of investment, um, again, which I'm perceiving just surely by the fact that you posted this question. Um, an investment in this experience being something maybe more considered than yeah. something like this. Um, again, I personally don't think that in general losing our virginity has to be this giant fanfare. I think we put way too much pressure on it. And it's often, for, for most people, not a particularly memorable or pleasant sexual experience compared to the overall trajectory of their sex careers (laughs) um but that being said i think if you're going into it with like rob said doubts about safety number one um doubts about the person doubts about the situation sure um those are all things that are valid to consider so you should consider them i want to yes go ahead i don't want to i was just gonna say you deserve to lose the virginity in the way that feels best makes the most sense to you and only you are going to know what that means yes and if you're confused about it um i think err on the side of caution mm-hmm. yeah um i'm interested in how what you're saying about virginity not being sacred mm-hmm. how it couples with uh i believe your belief that uh childhood or early experiences formative experiences matter in how a person shapes their attitudes and perceptions right. later in life. I, I think that virginity can be kind of an arbitrary line, especially for um, LGBT people that like, if it's not penis and vagina sex, there could be other acts that qualify as like, that was where it felt like I did everything that I wanted or we, you know, really mm-hmm. went all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it might not be like, your formative sexual experiences might not be the V card, the like, right proper sure. virginity but sure. i do think that a person's first sexual experiences um shape their expectations yes. and then cause them to seek out familiar yeah. ones in the future so i think it does matter what happens first yeah yeah um i guess i was sort of speaking more generally uh to the amount of pressure people put on it yeah. internally to be the special moon, magical uh, rose yeah. petals on the lake, uh, yeah. the crab singing on the gondola. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How did you lose your virginity? Um, I'm not going to tell the story here. Okay. Um, I was 19. I was a bit of a late bloomer. Um, I was in college and I lost my virginity to my boyfriend at the time. We had been dating for a few months. Um, it was actually both of our virginities and it just it, to me it was uh, to both of us really we talked about it it was it wasn't it wasn't about saving yourself for the right moment because we didn't 
it was just like in our dorm room, you know, nothing fancy. Um, but, you know, it was a decision that we made based on our relationship has progressed to this point where we want to give each other this thing that, you know, is a sort of landmark experience. You know, it's a bullet point on the timeline of my sexual history more so than maybe the 20th person I had sex with. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my criteria for it. Um, it. It just has to be someone who I feel comfortable enough with, someone who I think kind of, uh, I, don't know, I don't know about the word, deserves it. Because again, that assigns quite a bit of specialness to it that doesn't necessarily need to be there. But um, you know, it just kind of felt like the right time mm-hmm. and the right person. Uh, the context was less important because, like I said, we were dating. It was at a point where we were like, you know, we're ready to fuck. <laughs> um, and that was good for us. Um, but, you know, I know people that have lost it in all different types of ways. And it really is mostly about what is your sense of your own internal criteria for when do I want this to have happened in my life? What is this context? If I think about when I look back on this, how am I going to feel about this moment in time? And look, if you are in a moment right now where you're like, I just want to get it over with, I don't really care who it is. I even kind of want it in a way to be acting out, rebellious, um, a sort of rash decision that's like sexually charged and just like, fuck it, whatever. Great. I support anything that feels safe enough to you to do it. And then you can later create and buy into whatever narrative about it you want, truthfully. It's your own life experience, and you get to kind of decide how you feel about it. That being said, you don't want to induce a trauma yeah. on yourself. I uh, I agree with everything you said, except for whatever feels safe enough to you, because I've just seen examples of people just not being aware of a certain consideration, whether that's like sure. condoms or something like that, and they feel safe, but... Wear it's like, a oh, condom. That's a, that's a very yeah. risky wear, behavior. Wear yeah. a condom. Yeah, depending on what you're doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look at some objective measure or ask for an outside opinion of whether something is safe enough before just doing it because it feels safe enough to you if it seems risky, but you're feeling good about it at the moment. You can be blinded by hormones into doing something that's actually damaging to yourself. Yeah, I guess I don't mean if it feels safe for you in the moment while you're sexually charged. Mm-hmm. I mean, in considering all of the various uh, set of circumstances. What are those considerations, do you think? I mean, it's the person, the type of relationship you have with the person, how much communication you've had with this person. Um, Have you met up before? Uh, What is the plan? To what extent is this person willing to discuss the plan with you? Does this person know that you're a virgin? do How do they feel, feel like, about it? Yeah, do you have an obligation to tell people if you're a virgin? I would. Um, what if you don't want to? Then I would have to say, ask yourself, why don't if you don't feel comfortable enough with someone to tell them that this is your first sexual experience to this extent, then maybe it's not someone you feel comfortable with actually going to that extent with. Um, I think that's kind of a general, that's, again, to me, I feel like honesty and transparency are a, I feel safe enough kind of consideration. Um, 
you know, of course, as well as like taking considerations in terms of sexual health, physical health. Um, obviously, I mean, I've expressed over and over again on this podcast the extent to which honesty is a value of mine and not being deceived is a value of mine. Um, and perhaps I have an over overly emotional attachment to honesty. Um, but I am also someone who uh, feels very comfortable and confident in my decisions once I know a person pretty well. And I have very few regrets sexually um, based on the extent to which I am capable of being open, honest with whoever I invite into that situation with me. I think I'm a really good judge of character. Um, I get a sense of someone deeply quite quickly and I'm very infrequently wrong. Um, And in the situations where I do make mistakes, I'm able to understand how they fit into the bigger picture. And I've never taken a mistake where the risk has been detrimentally high. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up the car detail then. Yeah, please. Because that seems to me as a clue that either this person doesn't have a permanent place of residence to their own, or they don't want you to see it because they're don't want you to know where they live or they don't want whoever they live with to see you. Mm -hmm. That would indicate to me that to me makes, they're probably not going to get into deep background and personal history. And, they may and not want to see open. you again, and will right. that be okay for you? Right. Um, and be. this and may not okay. be the yeah. So this may not be the groundwork for them having these discussions at all. Um, and if that's the case, I also advise that you pass on this person. Yeah, I think there will be plenty of big guys. Yeah. Willing to have sex with you in their car, or in their bed, or in and your bed. Yeah, and some will go to a bed and. I mean, I've heard that the car is a classic place to lose your virginity. And That's Plenty true. of people do it. It's true. We don't know this person's age. Right. Either. But having never seen their home and then wanting to specifically meet up in the car might be a way of distancing, you know, allowing them yeah. to get away with more or treat you worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it may be hard to... I want to be also sympathetic to the fact that we might be talking to someone quite young mm-hmm. and also someone who I think we're coming at it from an angle of like, we want to protect you and it may seem like we're being too harsh prude. Like, or prude or something. Um, which is kind of why I was trying to be like, whatever decision you make is okay. Like it's okay. Even if something really bad happens, it's okay. You won't. You, you can't blame yourself for that. Like, if you decide it's the right move for you to have sex with this guy in your car, and then he rapes you and does something does something sexually you're uncomfortable with, that's assault, um, hurts you in any way, fucking like kidnaps you. That's not your fault. No matter what. Right. It's not your fault. Um, and I. Obviously, we wish that we live in a world where 
anyone can have sex with anyone in whatever car they want to and have there be no negative consequences. Right. Um, but, you know, since you are coming out with this question, we feel like it's our responsibility to bring to light as many possible things to consider as, um, you know, come to our minds just so you have other opinions uh, in your head and que questions to ask yourself. And then if this person is open to answering those questions to ask them. And I think it's a bad sign if you try to ask for your needs to be met in ways that are different from what this guy is offering and they're resistant to that and they're kind of not trying to be controlling or not not let you have the experience that you want to have, that's not a good sign. I yeah. think we're assuming some of pick, that because of the circumstances. Pick somebody who cares about your enjoyment of the experience. Yes. Yeah. That's a good metric, a good rule yeah. of thumb. Yeah. And, and I think it, you know, you're a guy, and I don't know to what extent you subscribe to um, hetero norms, but for any sexual experience, especially uh, one where you're losing your virginity or having your first sexual experience, it is okay to take your feelings into consideration and to ask yourself honestly, what do I want to get out of this? Mm -hmm. um, and to change your mind in the moment. Yes. I mean, you know, you might think you, you really want something and then if, if you look inside always. yourself and you're like, oh, I don't really feel like doing this right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't let the awkwardness win in that situation. Yeah. If you do, that's also okay. But I mm -hmm. think that you'll be happier if you listen to what's my internal, what's my real want in this moment, not what did I think I want an hour ago before I came over here. Yeah. And if you decide that maybe there's a chance you want something for yourself that's not exactly what the setup is, that's okay. You're not like being a baby or being too feminine or being too um, much of a prude or whatever. I don't know what this, I guess I'm kind of assuming like worst case scenario about mm -hmm. this other person because you're asking us to investigate what are the possible danger zones. Um, just don't let that person talk you into doing something that you aren't comfortable with. It's mm -hmm. just, just like the other conversation. It's just like the other uh, question we we're answering. Like, have a conversation with yourself and with this person if you're comfortable about what are your boundaries? What do you not want out of this experience? What do you want out of this experience? Honest and open communication without judging yourself, especially, is a good precursor to really anything. Yeah. <laughs> we will never tell you not to do that. <laughs> um, I'll tell people to not explore certain topics at certain times. I think that there is a schedule for when to do what type of personal work and that it can be wise to delay for some practical or physical sure. safety reason, some type of introspection or, sure. you know, something that's going to take all of your energy away from you. Like you can push things off sometimes till a time that feels more appropriate. Totally. Totally. But generally, yes, yeah. I'm totally on board yeah. with what you're saying. <laughs> Thanks for following it up. Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, I think that, it's an exciting time for you too. And so, you know, it's important to let yourself be excited. If you do decide you want to go for it, let yourself be excited. I mean, you know, still be vigilant and, and, you know, have your wits about you, of course, like all the mom advice, but 
also enjoy yourself and and try to milk it for all the pleasure it can get you because it's not going to be your best definitely sexual milk experience. It. Definitely milk it. Um, it's not going to be your best sexual experience. It might if it's your only one. God damn it, Bob. <laughs> what? And, well, that's the for other thing. For a minute, it will be your best. Yes, it will be. And <laughs> your um, But the other thing is like, what? if you decide, if any part of you doesn't feel right about this and wants to quote unquote, save yourself for something mm. better, that's okay. Something better will come along. Mm. I want to assure you, um, again, like pretty much no matter what age you are, no matter what um, sexual minority you are, you deserve to hold out for the thing you really want. You don't have to lower your standards, you know, to, to some critical extent in order to have a sexual experience. Mm -hmm. um, you are worth going for the sexual experience you really want, especially for your first time, because you do only get one of those. Right. Um, it doesn't have to be the special magical thing, no. but you it's only a moderate size deal. Time. Some it's people make it a really big deal. deal. Some people say it's no deal. It is a moderate size deal there. Because uh, for having, the rest of your life, people are going to ask you, how did you lose your Yeah, and you're, gonna, you're just going to shut them the fuck down. And you're like, not now. <laughs> You mean like you, you over. Yeah, That's the joke I'm making. Very good. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, not to uh, shop. The last thing I want to say is if you do do this now, uh, don't expect having sex to solve all your problems or radically change your life. Yeah. You'll probably go on somewhat normally after that. And that may be a letdown if you've built this up into a big thing that changes your whole outlook or yeah. makes you feel differently about yeah. yourself and your place in the world. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to yeah. say too, which uh, I kind of, made an allusion to but never really got detailed into is be honest with yourself too about your expectation for contact with this person after because even if you think oh you know I just want to have sex with this person and then I don't need anything else from them you might want the opportunity to debrief with them even a little bit or go on like one other date or want a longer continued emotional connection because as we said before, once feelings potentially, once physical intimacy gets involved, feelings can get involved and then it can easily become a slippery slope into something you didn't even anticipate because your body is going to have all kinds of weird responses you can't anticipate. Yeah. So I would at least make sure, you know, be, at least be in touch with yourself on really what are your wants and needs and ask ahead of time with this person and again, this is why I would recommend being honest about that it's your first time. Because um, then also that might take some of the pressure off of you to act like you have more yeah, experience performing yeah. than you do. Um, you know, but then also that will make sense to them if you are like, hey, can we like debrief on the experience we just had? Or yeah. let's talk about it. Um, I think that I think that's something important to think about going into it as well. Um, I would uh, advise against using superlatives or comparisons to other experiences when you're debriefing, mm. like asking where mm. you rank or how something mm. measures oh, definitely up for don't them. Do that. Yeah. You just don't want to, <laughs> you probably don't want that information. You're and probably not going to be his probably best. shouldn't give that to other people as well. Like I think that just yeah. avoid comparisons to other experiences if you can in that debrief conversation, because you might yeah. think you're comfortable with something and then later it's like ringing out in your head afterwards. So. Yeah. Try to avoid that. You could plan a debrief with like a close friend or something too. Mm -hmm. If um, Show them the video. That person wasn't available. <laughs> Show them the footage. <laughs> Show them the tape. Just kidding. Don't film this without both parties' consent. Uh, yeah. 
Mm. I wouldn't recommend, especially with all the other things we've said, I wouldn't add any more layers of <laughs> potential yeah. uh, danger. Don't live stream this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Turn off the dash cam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but definitely write about it in your diary later. Mm-hmm. Process those feelings. Mm-hmm. Or journal, whatever you choose to call it. Sure. Yeah. Die, die. Jer, jer. <laughs> Um, so is that all we have to say to our friend Anoro? I think so. That's all yeah, I got. Me too. I, I really wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Um, Good luck. Have fun. Have fun. All Let right. us know how it went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Give us the juicy deets. Well, you ready to wrap this thing up? Fuck yeah. As always, um, Email us your questions, freeadvicepodcast at gmail.com. We like to mix it up with some Reddit posts, some uh, listener questions. Mm -hmm. We are really excited to hear from you and talk about the things that matter to you. Yes, we are. I like (laughs) your Morgan did some great uh, chest-beating hand movements. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to be like some kind of like cheesy news stations where it's like, the stories that matter for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like punching with each arm back and forth, alternating. (laughs) <laughs> That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, good night, you guys. <laughs> uh, I hope you've enjoyed. It's actually dark outside. Keeping you company from waking up through dinner all yeah, the way to keep that tuna casserole back down. to bed. <laughs> <laughs>